Welcome to another episode of Crossing Soccer Borders, a podcast focused on the growth of CONCACAF soccer and part of the DynamoTheory.com podcast network. I am Rudy. And I am Rodrigo. And today we're recording, man, just soccer every time, man. It's just fun to see soccer being played every time. But before we get started and talk about soccer, Rodrigo, how you been, man? Quick life update <laughs> from last week. Uh, no, it's, it's been good. Um, been good over here. Had a fun weekend. Um, hung out with some of my wife's friend classmates, I would say, and then got to go watch the Black Widow movie. That was pretty good. So eventful weekend overall. What about yours? Uh, not too bad, man. Yeah, definitely. Um was busy. Took off Friday, celebrating my daughter's first birthday. Woohoo! She's one. And uh, we took her to the Children's Museum. Obviously, the one that enjoyed it was Remy, my son. Um, then went down to Galveston and pretty much tried to catch every game, which I was very surprised at myself. I actually got to watch Copa America, so it was great that uh got to see Argentina and Leo Messi win. And, of course, the Euro. And I have had been rooting for it, at least in the very beginning, so I was not disappointed. However, very disappointed on the way. I mean, racism coming, you know, to par, treating people like crap after, you know, definitely a disappointing loss for England, losing at home. But, man, just, just so sad when, you know, things turn that way. But hopefully this brings some kind of uh, light to, you know, all the li Black Lives Matters and, You know, the aspects of just equality, I just feel is wrong. Uh, but yeah, what's up, man? Would you enjoy those games? I didn't really get to watch um, the Euro. I, I don't know why, what, what we're, I mean, anyway, I was thinking, but I completely forgot the times. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, and and honestly, we went, I scheduled the, the Black Widow movie right at two. Oh, good job. So, yeah, so that <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, it was like when I started and they scored early, I was like, Holy crap, here we go! You know, England is gonna put up like two, three goals, and Italy's not gonna handle it. And of course, it uh, they ended up just kind of settling down, and it was so funny, man. So, it was funny is that, um, I actually ended up falling asleep because I was taking care of Addy, and I knocked out, and what woke me up was Benucci's goal. And then since then, I was just like, all right, I'm watching this game. So it's like nothing happened for the time that I took a nap because it was one tier the entire time. So it, it was good. It was good to watch. But um, I guess let's go ahead and talk about our soccer, man. No, I talked about Messi. No, I'm kidding. I thought yeah. you were going to say, let's talk about Messi. You no, know, okay. You know what? Him. Actually, uh, <laughs> no, I do want to talk about We talked about the uh, Chivas uh, Amazon Prime thing. I'm, I'm on episode three or four, I think, out of four. Yeah. And Rodrigo's proudly wearing his uh, Chivas jersey. Um, but uh, no, it, it's, it's a good uh, so far. And I decided to watch that over uh, Loki because I'm kind of behind on it, too. So it's cool. No worries. I'll catch up eventually with all my nerdy stuff that I enjoy to watch. But um, and no, I haven't watched Black Widow. But to be honest... It's not really like something I want to watch. I bet it's good, but I mean, it's just not, it's not tickling <laughs> my fancy, you know? So, um, I don't know. It's a I'll good watch movie. Eventually. Spoiler alert. Black Widow dies. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, no, yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good kind of, I mean, it really, you know, for those that enjoy Marvel movies and all that hype too. Um, it's a good movie to watch, a lot of action, but it's basically just a little recap of what happened between the time everybody went undercover and when she was in. That's literally it. 
Um, there's not much build up to the story. I mean, obviously they knew what they were doing because at this point, I feel like Marvel, they just, more than anything, the MCU is the one making the movies. So if they're, they just throw any movie out there, they know they're going to generate a lot of money. Yeah, and so if you guys don't know, Rodrigo's a big Marvel nerd. Uh, he used to be Pop Marvel back in the day and had a massive collection. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, man, really? You saying that? No, but, man, he knows his stuff. So that's another thing. If you guys don't want to talk soccer, you definitely uh, can reach out to him with any Marvel conspiracy theories. But, you know, Rodrigo, let's go ahead and t- start talking about what we have been waiting for for so long, being the Gold Cup. It finally started, and of course, CONCACAF is going to be CONCACAF, right? So starting with Group A, us as Mexicans, we were so happy and excited to see Mexico uh, play Trinidad and Tobago. But there was a change in Group A. Um, with uh, Curaçao had uh, been dealing with a lot of um, uh, COVID-19 cases, and they were actually uh, replaced by Guatemala in the group. Um, so it pushed... The Salvador Guatemala match a day was it a day right? It was just a day because it was supposed to be played on Saturday. Got moved to Sunday night. Right. Um, but with further ado, we'll start talking about Mexico and Trinidad and Tobago. Rodrigo, your thoughts? Man, um, kind of what we expected from both teams. You know, um, Mexico came in strong like always. Basically, controlled the game, did everything this game, but. You know, like we all know, they kind of fell short of the goal, literally. Um, generated, I don't know how many shots, probably over 20 at least, um, but couldn't, you know, score, nothing to find. They looked a little bit sloppy at times. Um, their passing, you know, was just kind of in good rhythm, but nothing to create. And then, man, um, Trans Tobago's goalkeeper, he actually had a lot of good saves this game. I don't know if you got to watch it. I think you did, right? Um, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I asked you a question. <laughs> Repeat it. <laughs> no, I said that if you got to watch this game. Yes, I definitely got to watch this game. Uh, me and my father-in-law ended up just watching pretty much the whole second half together, but it was just depressing. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it because I kind of uh, uh, what's it called? went into uh, some kind of sleep mode, but uh did you, um, to be honest, what threw off this game completely for Mexico, we know what Trinidad and Tobago is. You mentioned that, you know, they had a great goalkeeper. They're very physical. Um, but having Chucky Lozano go out so early in the game after a clear foul that wasn't even checked by BAR, um, you know, push from the back, uh, Chucky falls on the ground, gets knee directly in the face, and the poor guy had to go to the emergency room right away. It was just definitely uncalled for in the, what, 18 minute, I think, not even maybe yeah. 15 minutes yeah, that he got it. It was like, a, yeah, something like that. And, and that changed the game completely. I mean, even having the players that we Mexico has, you know, all there's like at least three other Mexican players around them that saw the collision. And it just, you know, gave everybody kind of PTSD with... Um, with what Raul Jimenez suffered with the concussion and why not? Um, well, not just that. I, I I have a feeling everybody felt the same thing like what Erickson, you know, that was on the Euro. Yeah. Um, just the whole morale of the team just kind of went down. And at that point, especially if you, you know, you were that close to the action and you saw that for a while, it looked like he wasn't moving. Um, I'm sure they were obviously thinking like, dude, 
Like this guy, did he just lose his eyes? He, you know, did he get a concussion? Is he? But you know, it goes down to goes. where I started the comment of Concacaf is Concacaf because referees in Concacaf are just so terrible. Apart from Mexican uh, referees, and uh, there's a few good like MLS referees, I would say, but there's some pretty crappy ones. Um, but the guy from Costa Rica, Ricardo Montero, I mean, not to throw referee name, and whenever you have to say a referee's name, that means they affected the match. But the guy, what two yellow cars? Like two yellow cars. That's it. That's all there was the whole game. There should have been way more. Um, for both teams it just he wasn't calling fouls for either of the teams but that right there was again a clear penalty clear maybe a yellow card i mean yes it's accidental what happened to chucky was definitely accidental i mean the chances of him landing on the goalie's knee and why not it's definitely accidental but it's still a foul and you don't even check var that's so disappointing and it left like the uh the i mean apart from the game and then zero zero you know to a very good i think the trend tobago for how they've been they set up well alvin jones was probably their best player that right back was just on fire just shutting everything down that you know uh it was when even losano was on the field he was all, all over it but as soon as he left he shut down everything um but where i was going with this is the fact that you know having the referee just be completely garbage And then it goes all the way to the fans, right? Because the fans are seeing that nothing's being called, zero zero, and the homophobic chants start up again towards the end of the game when the team was actually pushing so much to get an, a goal, and it just never happened. And, and those chants kept like, um, you know, it's kind of like a timeout. That's what it's become, like, right? So they stop the game, they put everybody in the middle of the field, completely ices the game, and you can see it in the reaction of like the. Mexican players' faces. I mean, for Trinidad Tobago, it's great. I mean, this is just ice the game completely. But Mexico was suffering, dude. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and then I think the worst part about it too, um, Alvarez ended up getting a yellow card because he was, you know, obviously going over to the ref and everything going on. Like, how do you give a yellow card, especially when you know it's, it was clearly pushed from the back? Um, at least do something else. Go to VAR. It, it kind of sucks that you would want to give somebody a red card that early in the game too, but after an injury like that, you at least have to do something to at least, you know, control the game more. Um, like I said, it wasn't but, it wasn't a straight red, but definitely. It, a no, I'm not saying a red, but like it's a push from the back, and which made it worse, you know, by the collision. But you can clearly see, you know, it's not like he he was diving or you know completely loses balance. He, I don't know. But apart from that. Um, We still in Mexico. He just could not score after that. Um, their next match is actually going to be against what uh, Guatemala. That's going to be um, tomorrow, Wednesday. So that's obviously they have to go and get three points there if they want to advance to the next round. Yeah, and I guess we can uh, move on. There's a lot of hot, definitely some hot topics on on this Mexico game. But I think we've touched on everything relating to this match. Um, I think they'll definitely come back. You know, strong against Guatemala and finish off with El Salvador. But um, I guess the second match, again, that was actually played on Sunday night was El Salvador against Guatemala. And El Salvador looked pretty good. They were very solid. Guatemala had played two games beforehand. They just looked tired. And it was just a matter of time um, before El Salvador scored. And that's exactly what happened. It was great to see Alex Rodon get his first match and score a pretty good uh, kick. 
There's actually a guy on Twitter. I think his name is Chepito, 2K10 or something like that. Uh, anyways, he we had when we were. I think the guy saw actually Salvadorian. So shout out to all the Salvadorians that uh, listen to our to our podcast. But he mentioned how it was exciting to see Alec Rodon, and somebody was like, "Well, he's a right back," and I'm like, "In Seattle, he's a right back because there's no room for him to play." in the midfield, but he's going to come in and command the midfield. And that's literally where you saw him and he scored a great goal. And of course, um, and that, you know, in the 96 minute, they scored a second goal. So that just puts obviously Salvador top of the table right now. And they could easily uh, find themselves being um, passing to the knockout by this match uh, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely great. Uh, great things from El Salvador. Um, like we had mentioned them before and their qualifiers and everything leading up um, for the World Cup and now this tournament, they, they really picked it up. And it's good to see, you know, a player that could have been playing in the U.S. and chose to play um, for El Salvador. Similar story with Arturo Alvarez, which we had the pleasure of talking to um, on, on this platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting match when they... I, on Sunday when El Salvador plays Mexico because at this rate El Salvador could be um, the contender for that first uh, place um, in the group and you know Mexico falling behind there but uh, with that being said that kind of wraps up, wraps up the first group um, and following that I guess we can talk a little bit about the, the other games that were played on Sunday which is uh, Canada versus Martinique and US versus Haiti yeah, good good job on the uh, on going to Group B because that's what I was going to jump to. Um, Canada, we've been talking about them and they're a, a very good, solid team. Uh, sad uh, that uh, Alfonso Davis was not a part of this uh, squad because of injury. He had to leave. Um, but uh, Buchanan playing on that was it Tejon Buchanan? I think is his name. Um, guy from New England, uh, New England Patriots, <laughs> New England Revolution uh, in the MLS. He he had just like a really good game. I think he was actually either assisted on two goals or three goals, but he was a part of each of the goals. Uh, and it was good to see Martinique really couldn't found an early goal out of a mistake uh, from the uh, Canadians. And that was pretty much it. They didn't get to do a much, much of anything after that. Um, but again, Martinique, it may still give issues to either the U.S. or Haiti, of course, in their next matches. Um, Radu, you want to add anything else on Canada? Yeah, they just have a solid team overall, even though, you know, like you mentioned, they're missing Davis and then Jonathan David as well. But overall, I mean, they, they've been pretty solid. I like their style of play. And it looks like, you know, this is going to be one of those teams that we're probably going to be seeing in the semifinals. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll definitely be there. Um, then jump into the next matchup that was in Group B was uh, United States against Haiti. This game reminded me exactly of what the England-Italy game was. You know, the U.S. got a very early goal uh, from their left back. And uh, and that was pretty much it. You know, they, they didn't look terrible. I mean, I think a lot of people expect more out of uh, Team USA. Like we mentioned in the past, I mean, you're supposed to be here to win it on this team you know likes the chemistry of course um but they they didn't look terrible that's definitely the 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 big question mark um that is gonna keep being asked is how how they're gonna do but at least we get to see Gianluca Busio um Rodrigo what did you see about Busio playing in his uh I guess his um 
stadium, right? His home stadium of uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I was disappointed that he didn't get the start. Um, but once he came in, um, he did, you know, what he always does, a lot of passing, um, trying to create as much as he could. Um, could have done better, could have had more opportunity, I, I feel like it. Um, but overall, it, you know, I think he had a decent game, especially for his age. Um, but, oh man, this, this U.S. team, um, what Berhalter has been doing with them, I, man, I don't know. Um, I have mixed emotions. I really was hoping for a good, younger version of um, developing players, you can say, for the next um, for the next stage in, in the U.S. soccer, apart from all the, you know, the key players that are missing from um, the European teams, I guess you can say. Um, I don't know. I like, I was surprised that they go with, you know, Turner and go like, just, just put Busan in as well. Like what, you know, like you're not giving opportunity to younger players. So like, does it even matter? Um, some of the choices I just, I, you know, I, I think they could have done better and just play younger guys, you know, develop something and try to see if you can fit them into your system once all the other players are back or called up, I guess, for the next tournament. Yeah, of course, it's definitely going to be challenging to see them the way they're set up. I will say, though, I'd rather have Matt Turner than like a goose on playing just because of like you, you mentioned uh, in one of our past episodes about a lot of all these guys. It's very doubtful that any, many of many one, maybe Sebastian Lejet will be into the World Cup if they make it right, because most of the Europeans pretty much have all their spots already taken for the uh, for the United States. But seeing them struggle against Haiti, you know, winning one zero. I mean, we mentioned that Haiti is not a walk in the park. They have very good players, um, and I think the next matchup. For Haiti against Canada is going to be a heck of a match, and there we'll see if Canada puts another four goals, and and Haiti nothing, then we we're going to see a big gap between Canada and the U.S. Um, at least in this Gold Cup, right? Because it's not the U.S. main team that we're seeing. Um, again on Twitter, definitely I kept seeing people just frustrated with the U.S. They were just playing awful. I mean, if you look at the stats, they're extremely even against Haiti, even though possession was much higher for the U.S. Um, but they were just not clicking in all cylinders. And it goes to show that chemistry is a big deal. Um, all these guys haven't really played with each other. Um, I, I am glad that some of these guys like, you know, Busio and <clears throat> and other younger guys are getting the shot to at least play and get some minutes. Because I think that's what's frustrating whenever they don't get any minutes, um, you know. And, and it's definitely good to see uh, uh, players get some minutes. Like Sam Bynes, the guy that scored a goal, he's been very good with Colorado Rapids. Um, and, of course, you have, like, Miles Robinson. This is a good center back. And I think the one that kind of was very good kind of surprising because I had never really heard of him was Shaq Moore. Um, the dude plays in, in – uh, in England, I mean, it's already in Spain uh, for Tenerife, and he was very solid. Um, but other than that, I think we do expect more for the U.S. We expect them um, to win or definitely make it to the final. Um, you want to add anything else or you want to jump to Group C? Uh, no, we're going to take it to Group C. Um, the only thing I would add is just, you know, I was excited to watch this Haiti team play. Um, like you mentioned, it's pretty good team so i still think they could i don't know maybe pull an upset against canada 
and then maybe Canada can do something against the U.S. and they might make it to the next round somehow. But yeah, it's, it's a good team to watch, and they kept it pretty even with the U.S. Yeah, definitely. We'll <clears throat> we'll see in the next coming matches. Um, so grouping, grouping, moving to Group C, uh, we have uh, Jamaica play Suriname and Costa Rica play Guadalupe. The Jamaica match was a fun one because uh, we got to see uh, finally a lot more of Leon Bailey. I think uh, he started out kind of cold. He had a few little messes, mess ups in the beginning, but uh, eventually kind of felt, you know, the uh, comfortable with the ball with his feet playing for Jamaica and they scored some pretty good goals. I mean, I don't know if you got to watch this game, but the one for um, the second goal by uh the court uh the cordova reed was just a fantastic strike off a of volley uh from outside the 18. um and you know Suriname did not look bad they were not you know they're still very good um they were uh keeping pretty up to pace i think they actually even had a couple more shots um less on target but a couple more shots towards the goal and um they actually had more possession um, they the team looked very good. Obviously, we know Suriname um, has a ton of players uh, that were either born in Netherlands or have some obviously origin to the Netherlands. And uh, it was good to see them. It was kind of fun to watch this game. Again, overall pretty even. We know Jamaica is a very strong team, and they use that physicality like most of the uh, Caribbean teams um, to push around their their uh, their uh, opponents. But Rodrigo, you see, you anyone anything? You know, Anything you want to add for the Jamaica match? Yeah, Jamaica's coming. Like you mentioned, good players. Reed um, had been watching him in a couple games of the Premiership. Um, unfortunately, you know, Fulham ended up uh, relegating, so we won't see much of him anymore. But he had been playing well, and yeah, he got, you know, found the back on the net with a nice uh, goal. And um, just to add that, you know, going back to the same topic, somebody like uh, Mason Greenwood would be a good addition for them. Man, it'd be fantastic to see uh, him, Mason Greenwood, if he decided to play with Jamaica. And, you know, what would help Jamaica's case is definitely would be to uh, do good in this Gold Cup, right? To, like, show that they have a team that can compete and make it to the – or fight for a spot for the World Cup so that I can just uh, push uh, a, a young Mason Greenwood to pick, um, you know, CONCACAF as a region to compete in. Um, when, you know, obviously teams like England, like as we saw there, you know, you have, again, we've talked about this, you have Jaden Sancho, like right in the bench. And sadly, when they put him in, it's to strike a peak. I mean, how are your confidence level? It has to be terrible when all you're asked is to come in and uh, do a peak. But that's besides the point. I don't want to get too much into the Euro kind of done with that face in my life. <laughs> um, but, hey, uh, Jumping to the next, the uh, or the second match, I guess was Costa Rica against Guadalupe. Costa Rica put their, you know, their probably starters. Um, what was great here was to see Ari Lasseter score his first international goal. Obviously, uh, Houston Dynamo, no Ari Lasseter. Um, and <laughs> funny, funny enough was to see um, uh, our 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 friend, our uh, San Jag representative. Uh, Francisco Calvo get punched in the stomach and, and then the other guy got red carded which was hilarious to me because I'm like hey you literally took one for the team uh, but Rodrigo what do you want to add on this uh, <laughs> on him, it's like I'm like add on Calvo um, I'm surprised he didn't get a yellow card this game but no man um, yeah that, that was kind of interesting to watch and 
just brings me back memories. I remember one, this is off topic from CONCACAF, but I remember one match, um, we were playing, oh man, I forgot what team, but the, the we were both undefeated. So this game went over to extra time. And this extra time game, man, I remember like we were taking a break and he was drinking water and he didn't even say anything to anybody, but this guy just comes and like tries to sucker punch him and miss, but just hit the water bottle out of his hands. And I remember we ended up the, the game with eight players, each team. And I, and I remember it was golden goal. So I think we scored a really nice goal just to end the game. But um, <laughs> other than that, um, now Costa Rica, you know, everybody played really well um, overall. And they have a strong team, even with, you know, Taylor Navas not in goal. And uh, yeah, congrats to uh, our Dynamo player, more than anything, Lasseter on his first goal, first um, international debut. Um, doing big things and hopefully, you know, the Dynamo can see that, that he, he's prepared for that challenge and give him some more minutes. Um, I know, you know, Ruti has been doing well, but it, it's, you got to sub more players and, um, you know, off topic as well, but the Dynamo, you, you know, you have to start making more subs earlier on. Um, or just preparing better, you know, knowing who's going to come on at, you know, points of the game. Um, but that's on that. Well, the loop, um, we kind of knew they were going to struggle, and obviously they did. And I just don't see much um, things going on for them as well. Yeah, so we'll, group, uh, we'll jump to Group D, um, this one being played in Houston, Texas, out of all places. And they started up today. We were hoping to re- I guess we were going to record halfway through the second match of Honduras against Granada. But of course, Houston being Houston and being 7-1-3 day and all this, uh, and it hasn't stopped raining. I think I added on Twitter how Houston is the new Seattle, it seems like, man. Starting to get a little depressed with all this rain. Um, but Rodrigo made a great statement that he said, uh, what did you say about the stadiums? I'm like, not like the other stadiums. You know, you have the NRG, you have the Minden Main. Obviously, Teo Designer doesn't really play, but they're all covered, man. Just you sh- they should have just built a covered stadium. I mean, we know it rains. Like whatever. Yeah, I hope expect. that uh, like the new owner, the new owner sees that. I mean, this game got delayed almost like an hour, an hour and a half, or something like that. Uh, obviously, pushing. I think the Honduras match is supposed to start at 10:30, um, which is ridiculous. I mean, you lose so much fan base just because. You know, anytime it rains, like especially like a year like this year, that it seems to rain like every single day. It just it's uh Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly. I gotta exactly. go to work next morning. On a Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean our friend uh Christian from Cuatro Cuatro Dos is out there and he's actually uh gonna be reporting and sharing uh, his re- reporting uh for us. He reached out to me um because he was able to get uh, the uh media pass for the CONCACAF matches so he's out there today poor guy is going to be there till the Honduras Granada match finishes up and he has to work back at four or five in the morning so you know it kind of sucks for sure but talking about that right now the game that is being played is still Qatar Panama and even though it was delayed like I mentioned quite a bit it looks like it's been a fun game they've scored I think it's three three ridiculous how many goals it's been um We'll touch it. The game's almost over. Um, but we'll, so we talked about the fact that Qatar has is a pretty good team. Uh, all of their players, I believe, play in the Qatar League. Um, and they're just one of those teams that they're trying to build something, right? They're trying to they get the uh, World Cup next year. Um, and the style that they're looking for is kind of like a Barcelona style, kind of Brazilian style. 
They're just trying to impose. And overall, it seems like they're getting the hang of it. Of course, we they haven't played much in the last couple uh, years as they're trying to get ready, just playing a ton of friendlies. Um, so this is going to be probably as competitive as it gets for them um, as they will host next year's World Cup. You want to add anything on guitar, Rodrigo? Uh, no, um, for this game, we'll be watching the highlights. <laughs> When we got on, it was 0-0, game delayed, and then all of a sudden, in less than 20 minutes, you know, now it's 3-3, like crazy. <laughs> But um, so I'm excited to watch this highlights and see, you know, how the goals come about. Um, and then, yeah, we have Honduras against Granada coming up next. Um, later game, 10.30, hopefully Central Time, if they don't get delayed anymore. This game's going to finish at midnight, uh, past midnight, really. But, um, you know, our ex, well, not ex, but um, former Dynamo player, Albert Feliz. And we also have um, um, Figueroa playing on this match as well. And Yeah, there's definitely here. plenty yeah. of them. They actually have the lineup out. I don't know if it's uh, the correct one. At least the website has it that I'm looking at. And it looks like Figueroa from the Dynamo's playing. Bonia Garcia starting. Former Dynamo player Alex Lopez, and it looks sadly that Elise and even Kyoto are on the bench. Which, uh, I mean, I've mentioned a bunch of times, so I'm very excited to see him. And looking at Granada, it looks like they actually have three players less on their bench. That's odd compared to Honduras. Um, but in this game, I definitely see Honduras being the favorite. Um, there's already a ton of uh, Hondurans at BBA. Uh, repping for, of course, their players. And um, it should be a fun game to watch. I'm I'm hoping that once we're done recording, like you said, game starts pretty soon and <laughs> try to watch as much as I can. I do have to be up like around three in the morning. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. I'll try to catch it as well here uh, shortly, hopefully, and watch as much as I can. But um, yeah, and I see the Brian Acosta's also on the bench, which is kind of weird. Um, maybe they're trying to rest a couple players. Um, Yeah, who knows? I mean, hopefully it's not a COVID thing or I don't know if they were just short players or something injury. I did one thing on on da, 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 on Honduras. I believe one of their players, uh, one of their pretty good players, to be honest, too. Uh, I think tore his ACL during, um, during a practice. I don't know if, when it happened, if it happened today or it had, it had to happen sometimes this week. Um, but let me double check the guy's name. I just saw it. Um, man, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Oh, yeah, it happened yesterday. It kind of sucks. Uh, Michel Chirino, so not a pretty good player. Um, dude plays for Olympia currently. He's a winger. I think he's the one that splits time with Kyoto and Elise. Um, he and uh, yeah, he. So for him, he's going to be out for like six months with a tour ACL. And I think he already went ahead and got um, surgery done. And the one that replaced him was actually Franklin Flores. So anyway, just a little thing for the Honduran fans out there that uh, the other team is still very strong. I definitely put them as the favorite for this group. And right now, if, you know, the tie holds, which I'm assuming it did 3-3. Um, Honduras has the opportunity to jump first of the group for sure if they win tonight um but anything you want to add rodrigo i know we'll catch up next week and talk about i guess pretty much we'll catch all of the second round and maybe even some of the third uh day matches as well yeah just exciting how it's going to pan out for the remaining games um 
the third round is probably going to be the most exciting as we see the stronger teams face against each other. Um, but yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what Mexico can do and also the U.S. if they can, you know, win or make it to a final, to the final. Yeah, and actually we may be able to record on uh, Wednesday night and by then all the matches will be played by Wednesday night because I think the last ones are on Tuesday actually. So we may be able to kind of find, capitalize on who's in the group or uh, on the knockout stages um, and so forth. And I do not plan. I wanted to, but I don't think I'll be able to go to any of the uh, games for um, B, uh, Group D. Um, but I'm hoping to make it to a semifinal. Uh, hopefully Mexico gets to play here and not in Austin, but we shall see. Either way, uh, maybe catch the U.S. or something. Um, those games are always fun to go to. Um but yeah, with that said, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, make sure that uh, you follow our social media accounts on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can follow myself or Rodrigo as well on Twitter, on Instagram. And when wherever you listen to us, make sure to subscribe, like, and share uh, our information. Uh, you know, it seems like we keep growing. So just keep having to, you know, uh, what is it, word, word by mouth? Is that how the saying goes? I don't know. It sounds weird. I may be saying it completely wrong because, you know, I'm Mexican and I have like those times that my ESL kind of kicks in and I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, make sure to uh, to share. Let us people know, what, you know, that this CONCACAF uh, focus uh, podcast that we have going on and keep crossing soccer borders. Yeah.